Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Hello, hello, and good day to all in this uh, worldwide audience for this uh, podcast. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge, show number 40, and just getting a little better and a little bigger every day. We do appreciate the audience throughout the United States, of course, but China, Europe, hey, thank you. We appreciate you taking the time to download this and listen to us and take all the wonderful tips as we're getting excellent guests here. We have another one today, Matt Gam, who we're going to get to in just a moment. We just want to remind you, you can get this podcast on various platforms, including iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and so on. It's just fabulous. We're available all over the place. Of course, on the Tax Answers Advisor, we discuss many topics and many subjects that are important to individuals, to business owners, and we want to help you to, be, to succeed in your business and individually, to be successful financially. And that's why every client or every potential client, I should say, gets a free mutual exploration session via video conference. That way we can explore the options available for you and see exactly what we can do for you to help to succeed either individually or on a business. Now, to do that, all you got to do is you can email me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. You're welcome to call. That is 844-394-4287. Or actually, you can just go to cashtracksfinancial.com, scroll down a little bit, say schedule an appointment, and select a personal or business mutual exploration session and we can do that and be able to help you to work on succeeding. And part of success when you're in a business in particular is doing what you do best. Now, one of the areas, and I'm gonna, when I talk to Matt here in just a second here, you have whatever you do, tree trimming, plumbing, whatever it is, you do great at those things. But yet when it comes to the tax and other part, especially if you have employees, there's many challenges you have. And unfortunately, too many business owners think I can't afford to do this or I can't afford to do that. So I got to do all this stuff on my own. Well, today we're going to discuss about why that is so misleading. And actually, that's why so many business people have problems is because they fail to allow experts to do the stuff, especially like the tax stuff, like what I do, and then human resources information that... uh, Matt's going to discuss with us today. And Matthew is a business development manager for BBSI in the Colorado Springs, Colorado metro area. He does a fabulous job there with a passion for small business, medium-sized businesses, and entrepreneur at heart. He's owned two companies, served as a leader for several white and blue-collar companies over the past 22 years. Working with BBSI, he focuses on developing relationships with referral partners and companies that are looking for ways to become more effective, efficient, and influential while saving money in the process. And see, saving money is excellent, but you don't want to be saving money at the expense of your business. Sometimes you got to invest a little bit to actually make a little bit of money. That's what we're going to have Matthew here to help us discuss and help us to understand in these areas. They're exactly what he does and how BBSI can help. And then I'm going to, of course, bring in how we help on the tax side as well there. 
So, hey, Matthew, it is so great to have you with us today. How are you doing there, Matt? Good morning, Marcelino. I'm doing excellent. And I got to say, I'm a little bit jealous. I've got a pretty boring name, Matt Matthew, not as cool as Marcelino. That is a <laughs> primo prime name there. But uh, thank you for having me this morning. Excited to have a conversation with you. Yes, it is. It is exciting whenever I can sit down with uh Actually, I've known you for several years, Matt, back from our AFLAC days, which that's a whole nother discussion just in itself there. But still, that's another example of how employers can just do stuff that can help themselves and help their employees and do it. So anyway, like getting into what we're discussing today, Matt, about uh, the human resources side in the business and working with uh, businesses. And as you try to work with businesses and speak to business owners, uh, what are the areas that you find that businesses spend most or perhaps even waste time on money at? Or basically, yeah. what are they not good at that they're trying to do? Yeah, so a little bit about this thought when we were initially going to have this conversation, you know, one of the things that, I, that I've noticed is that you get a business owner, let's just say they're a plumber and they've done a great job and they start to gain traction in their business, they start to add employees, they start to add staff, they start to buy a building or get an office space and all these things that take place with growing a business, that owner is still extremely good at what they started out doing, Mm -hmm. whether it's plumbing or carpentry or whatever that may be. But then all these human capital things, that's what I call them, human capital things start to show up, such as HR issues. Look at 2020. There was every Mm -hmm. two to three days, new coronavirus laws and guidelines and, and things coming out. And that business owner who's a great plumber, as that example we gave is a great plumber, is now having to hop on Google and search for new laws, new regulations, new guidelines, and they don't even know what they're looking for. So again, it can be taxing with the time that they're spending, but it also can be something where they're going to miss stuff. And if you miss something in the area of HR, you can get sued, you can lose your business, you can lose your employees. And so anything human capital related, whether it's payroll, HR, risk, maybe individuals getting hurt. Um, Most business owners are not great safety guys for the company, but they try to do that. Um, And, you know, all those areas. And then the the other piece that I know is, is really important is the growth aspect, the business consulting, the piece of how do we get to the next level? How do we grow things? And most owners want to pick up a book and try to do it themselves. And again, being, a, being an expert at everything doesn't work. You need to focus on what you're good at and outsource those things. Uh, last thing I'll say to that, every student coming out of college today, they learn about the value of outsourcing pieces of their business to be super successful, to lower costs, to save time, to save energy, to be good at what they're good at. And most businesses still are fearful to outsource things like taxes and all those other things that we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. But it's a powerful way to build a business quickly and inexpensively. Mm -hmm. And one thing that uh, you touch on there with that, where actually businesses will save money in doing some of this outsourcing is that sometimes they'll try to do it in-house and have someone do it. But yet when you do it in-house, you have uh, some of these things, you have the payroll expenses, you have all the other expenses that go along with it. And in the long run, at least from my experience, when you outsource like like the work that I do, of course I do uh, payroll taxes and accounting and all that with individuals, you actually pay me less to do what you'd pay somebody in-house to do because right. you're not paying the additional taxes, you're just paying one monthly fee, be it a few hundred dollars a month or thousand, whatever it is, depending on what, what your needs are. 
it's actually going to cost you less to do that because you're going to then be able to take that time that you, instead of overseeing that employee, uh, that you may have to train for one thing, or and you don't even know how to train them in doing what they do because you don't even know what they're actually going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're paying somebody who already knows how to do it to do it and to oversee that and to oversee that for you, and thus you're going to actually you save on workers' comp, you save on all kinds of taxes because you're you're paying that one fee. You're just paying a service fee instead of an employee fee, so that you can go and actually supervise employees that make you money, and you can go do because many times at least. As I visit with employers about just various services that I do, one of the things I always remind them is, okay, how long can you make up, like say I'm going to charge them $400 a month to do something. How long mm-hmm. will it take you to make up that $400? Usually just a couple hours right. a month, two or three hours in a month, they can make that up. So it's like, okay, then why not do this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. And something you said that was really important was the making money piece. So. I believe that people start businesses, whether they have a service motivation that they want to serve mm-hmm. others, but everybody is in business because we do have to make money. Everybody says money's not everything, but it's pretty close to oxygen. We need it, right, mm-hmm. to make ends meet. But if you can take your employees that you have currently and have them do things that make money, payroll doesn't make a company money. Taxes mm-hmm. don't make the company money. HR doesn't make the company money. They're tedious human relation things that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But if we can free up the staff to do things that can be profitable for the company mm-hmm. and save some money in the process, it makes sense for everybody. Yeah. And the only time payroll makes money is if you're a payroll processor and someone who does payroll like us for the thing. That, that's the only time it makes money. It doesn't make you money to process exactly. the payroll. So Exactly. So get your... So that's just some of the things you talk about. You talk about risk and safety, which those are vital areas, which uh, depending on the business, that can really be a big issue. And, Absolutely. and most businesses, well, every business it can be. Every business should have safety protocols. I, I do agree with that. So some have higher risk than others do, and understanding those is, is vitally important. So let's, as we're talking about today, let's avoid the guessing in those areas yeah. there. Yeah, we see, you know, I've run into the white collar companies, maybe it's an office environment, attorney firm, CPA firm, they're like, we don't really need safety. Well, there's bloodborne pathogens, somebody does cut themselves injury, there's active shooter scenarios with the world we live in today. There's all kinds of things that are risk safety. Sometimes it's just a matter of where are you storing your files? We got 50,000 files in a closet that has no, no sprinklers. No, like there's always things that we can find from a risk and safety just to keep those costs low. And as you know, Marcelino, from being in the insurance world, one claim, you pay for it for three to five years. Oh, so yes. if we can prevent those claims from happening and keep those costs mm-hmm. low, it makes sense for everyone. Yes, it definitely does there. So as we see that businesses spend a lot of time and waste money and time on a lot of areas, and we really think in as, as the world comes out of this uh, pandemic and tries to get back to uh, normal and so on, employers are going to need guidance in doing this. And some are, and the other side of it too, as we know, is that many people are, are still starting businesses. A right. lot of businesses came out in this new, uh, new, no, new normal, as I say, but people are, people are still being entrepreneurs are still trying to make up. We have other concerns too. And we'll probably get in a little bit of those too, as well as uh, a new remote workforce mm-hmm. that a lot of companies are going to, or, what some age groups are now all of a sudden demanding, which uh, that's just the way it is. Right. 
don't know if it's right or wrong. It's just, it's just what we have. So as we look at these things here, we want to think about what are some of the most pressing concerns that you're really seeing for companies right now? Yeah. The, so let me start with the most obvious um, that I've seen lately, and that is staffing. Um, right now in Colorado Springs, I have some partners that are staffing agencies, and they've told me restaurants mm-hmm. are hiring staffing agencies to find waiters and waitresses. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really not been done before. And right now there are, you know, there's, there's opinions on why that's happening, but there are a lot of people that are pretty comfortable being at home. Maybe they did it for a long time or financially they're just okay. And companies mm-hmm. are struggling to find employees and so, mm-hmm. um, and retain the employees that they have. And so that's one of the areas when you think of human resources, we don't always think of retention of people. Mm-hmm. We think of human resources, people think of problems. Well, I got this employee that's giving me a problem and how do I get rid of them? Well, it's also about retention. It's having great uh, job description. It's having a great culture for the company. Maybe it's having a set of core values that you're going to follow as an organization. Um, Some of those things are imperative to attract and retain quality people. And also, as you and I came from that world, benefits. Benefits are Mm -hmm. something that really help attract and retain quality people. And so there's, there's some formulas involved with getting the right people to your team. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you mentioned restaurants because I've, I've waited tables before. It's been many years ago, but I, but I still know today, which is really odd to me why you can't find waiters and waitresses. Now, for one thing, it is hard work, but I do know for a fact that you can make good money with that. Yeah. I mean, and you can, you can beat any unemployment payment. If you're, if you're just good and you learn your job and you do it well, you give good service, you can make hundreds of dollars a night. Yes. Our, uh, one of our payroll specialists here, their, their son-in-law um, is working. He's a young guy. I think he's like 19, 20, mm-hmm. working for a restaurant here in town, getting paid $16 an hour and all the overtime he wants. And they're going to promote him to a management position here in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's going to walk into a $50,000 a year position at 20 years old. And so there is opportunity there. It's putting in the work and the effort. You can find mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot when it comes to like the restaurant industry, many people are concerned, well, because while they pay below the minimum, but you got to make the tips or whatever, which every restaurant's doing it differently. Now there's so many concepts out there. I know some restaurants have said, well, no, we're not going to do tips anymore, which I don't know. That's, that's their choice as a business owner. Uh, but anyway, a lot of people shy away, but that's because to me, once again, that's, that's an industry that I think a lot of people don't understand, but because I've worked in it and I've served some restaurants, I kind of understand it better than most, most people do. But yet, it's still one of those areas where attracting and retaining employees, especially coming out of this, um, everybody has their concerns, which is their concerns, and they're very valid. But yet, weeding out, finding those quality people, and then, of course, getting them in benefits. And some employers may need to kick in some some sort of benefits. And I've talked to some other uh, shows about some, some actually relatively uh, cost-effective benefits, because we mm-hmm. all know what the cost of trying to do an, a regular health insurance plan is for an employer. Yeah. For many, it's it's just not feasible, but there are health-related options available. And, and I believe as we talk about BBSI, they may have something within their portfolio as well that can assist with those areas there. Right. And we work, we, we work with, uh, we work through relationships. So we do, we, um, as we, when we look at benefits, we look at 
What are the core benefits? That's your health care, your life insurance, your disability, those things. And then what are the ancillary benefits? Maybe the voluntary things the employees can pick up to cover their out-of-pocket costs. And then you look at the, I call them the perk benefits, something like a 401k. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you you knew this, Marcelino, but we're educating our clients right now that mm-hmm. late this year in the state of Colorado, there's going to be a mandate for 401ks if you have five or more employees. So very similar to healthcare reform where they said, if you don't have it, you got to pay a fine or a penalty. We're moving that way in Colorado, and I anticipate most states are going to follow that mm-hmm. that as well. And so we don't have a lot of clarity yeah. on the specifics so yet. That's coming. That, that, those are coming. So if you have five or more employees in Colorado, see, that's where still having a tax person or actually talking to your tax person, if you have five or more employees, that is uh, going to be vital for you to do that, uh, to not Agreed. to work on the resources area, to talk to your tax person, because that's the option I see in a lot of these situations there where that's the last person they forget to talk to. They're going to go do this, but they don't talk to their tax person. Right. It's like, wait a minute, you're going to go do this. Yeah. Talk, I have that with my own clients happen too much. But anyway, I try to tell them, come talk to me first before you do this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so you say that like, like in Colorado, they're going to require a 401k. If you have, is that like effective January 1st of 2022? There's not a ton of clarity. We're seeing about September, October, they're going to start to implement that. I think they're going to give a grace period of maybe six months to a year before they start Mm -hmm. assessing any penalties or fines, Mm -hmm. but it's still not super clear. I don't think anybody's got the final answers yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a, actually I'm considering I do stuff in Colorado myself. Um, All I can say is I don't know where I missed that. It wasn't well publicized, I guess. It wasn't one of those things no. that was in the news a lot there. But now when you say 401k for Colorado, is that a specific 401k or is just, can it be like a simple IRA? Can it be something like that that the employer can do in place of that? And they don't have all the guidelines yet, um, but it's if you have five or more. Again, this is, this is our, our <laughs> government not being clear. We're learning stuff every day. Um, so I have a couple partners. I have one company that specifically only does 401ks, and they're helping educate that mandate that's coming down. Uh, September, October, five or more employees, you got to have some type of 401k. That doesn't mean as an owner that you have to pay. That doesn't pay into it. You can just offer it, and that doesn't mean that everybody has to participate, but you need to make it available. Um, very similar to health care reform. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. That's what they're getting. And, and see, you, is okay. I guess we're waiting for guidance on that. It's whether it's specific for 401k or uh, or like most a companies, plan. right? Most companies don't know about it. That's the, yeah. that's the fearful thing. So, having someone again be that expert, like a you or a BBSI, mm-hmm. to be able to say, Here's what's coming, we're already doing that. This yeah. is coming, this is going to be happening. Yeah. We'll keep you posted as we learn more. We're feeding that to our clients, yeah, yeah, definitely. There and see, that's where the unclearness is with the. Well, we, we deal with this with tax laws all the time. Various credits has come through. We're looking, they're still trying to clear up some of the guidance on PPP loans, guidance on the employee retention credits, all the, I mean, they're right. looking for guidance on everything because it's still out there floating in gray area, just like this one area. You keep using the term 401k, which that's the most common, but see many, and that's because that has the most common name out there, even after 20 plus years of simple IRAs being around, that's still the most common thing, but most employers are st- shy away from a 401k because of costs right. associated with a 401k, which is why the simple IRA came out. So it's going to be interesting to see what that guidance comes out on that. If a, if offering a simple IRA will suffice in place of the 401k, because that's more practical for, especially for employers that have like 25 or less employees, at least that's, that's how I feel about it. It's much more cost-effective for them. 
Right. We'll keep an eye on it all and we'll keep you posted. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll definitely need that there to keep, 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 keep it up there going. So as we uh, talk about here, we've talked some about BBSI. Uh, you talk about a, being a PEO hybrid, which is a professional employment organization. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, some people shy away from those two, but yeah, we need to really clarify what it is. It's not your typical PEO. I've, I've dealt with a few of these in the past, and eh, I can't I can't say whether they've been good or bad because I really haven't had a solid experience with anyone. So I don't know. I haven't made a personal judgment on them, so I'm, so I'm yeah. still kind of learning myself, trying to see what we can do. So just try to clear for this up exactly what is a PEO hybrid. Yeah, so a PEO hybrid, the reason we call ourselves a hybrid, in, in the traditional sense, and I'll kind of go back to my past, when I owned my insurance agency, Worksite 101, I had 153 agents throughout the U.S., and I had PEOs approach me and say, we want to help you do all these things that you're doing that aren't making money for you, like payroll, things like that. When I was approached that way, the first thing that I was fearful of was losing control. Um, most often when a PEO says we're going to be paying your employees, they're going to be telling you a lot of what you need to do with your employees. And nobody got into business to have somebody else call the shots. And so uh, one, one differentiator with us with BBSI is we're, we're advisors. We recommend. We say if you do this, this will happen. If you do that, that'll happen. And we leave the choice to the owner and we support. Um, we're here to advise but not to control. So that's really important. Uh, secondly, for I'm sure because of our background, your background and mine in the insurance world, we've got a lot of people that are in the benefits space that are probably listening to this podcast. And most folks in the benefit space do not like POs because POs have a, have a um, reputation for getting into the door with that partner, that benefits broker. And then a few years later, they can sell the same benefits that broker can and they replace them. And then they take that revenue. Um, yeah. We don't do benefits of any way, shape, or form. Um, the only product we have that's insurance related is a self-insured workers' comp policy in the state of Colorado. So we, our clients get the access to a more affordable option for workers' comp. So that's the second reason we say hybrid. Thirdly, um, one of the things that I bump into often with potential clients that are working with PO is the service aspect is really poor. Traditionally, you have an 800 number to call with your HR issue, your payroll issue. You give them an account number. They don't even know your name. You mm -hmm. get routed through several different transfers and somebody's on the computer looking up what the laws are and how they apply to your state. The way BBSI's structure is set up is we have over 70 offices throughout the United States. And so, you know, my territory, the people that we work with have our cell phones. They call the payroll person's cell phone, send a text. They can walk into the office. We'll go to them. It's very localized support and local relationships. We're relationship driven. So that's why we call it a hybrid because it's the traditional model we've done differently. We're relational. You have access to the people doing the actual work. And we walk side by side and we don't control what the company does. We're here to simply advise and give them the best chances and odds for success. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that local control, at least uh, from my standpoint, is so essential. Of course, I, I am in my little corner of Southeast Colorado. Uh, payroll clients I work with and that I provide software to uh, apart from the big payroll companies. I mean, they, they, I work with a payroll company, of course, myself, but everything goes through me. The, the mm -hmm. actual processor that provides the software and does all of that for me. And gets all, they, they say, you, you, the relationship is between you and the client. You're just using our platform. 
Right. And so what's nice is that I have clients who process their own payrolls. I get paid for it, but yet they still can call me and they still do. They call me. uh, I take care of something. An issue comes up. I go in and I look and it's because I know them. And that's so vital. And that's uh, when I went and I approached them and said, hey, this is what I can do. I can do the same things other things do, but you have me to deal with instead of an 800 number. They loved it. Yeah. And so, and we've been going on like that for years at this point and they're, they're very happy and I don't, at least I don't foresee any changes in the future, but anyway, it, but that's where we see so important to have that local control, which is what I actually like about BBSI and why I'm talking to you today, Matt, is the fact that you can give that local. And that is so important because things have gotten so, so many companies in the day of this internet have made it, at least to me, so impersonal Yes, is that uh, you, uh, you have to do this chat or you have to, uh, do this email and you have to do all these mm-hmm. things. You can't to get to talk to a live person is any more like a novelty. Right. And it's, it's the, it goes back to the old, you know, we've both been in sales for many, many years and it goes back to that philosophy is who will buy the people that know you, that like you, that trust you, that respect you. Mm-hmm. And you lose that touch with just the internet, with the automation, you lose that touch with a large corporation with an 800 number. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so that's, uh, and that's why I like, and even for myself and choosing tax software that I use within my office, uh, I've, I don't use one of the bigger companies. I use a smaller company that's worked very well for me, but yet I use them because I can call up the 800 number, call them, I get support. I don't have to wait. I don't have to send an email to get, uh, or a message to say, well, I got such and such going on in my software, da, 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 and wait for who knows how long for a response. No, I usually call up and within, even in the middle of taxis, most of the time I can actually talk to a tech that helps me to fix it. Right. And that's so it's critical. And that's yep. critical. And I think that's why it's so vital for us to be able to help our, our smaller companies, smaller to mid-sized companies do this because these big companies have become simply so impersonal because all the, all the work is either sent to some person in a foreign country who barely speaks the language that you talk on the phone and half the time you got to repeat yourself just, and it's, and, and the problem is it's not that person's on the phone fault. I always try to exactly. be nice when that happens because it's not their fault. They're, they're just trying to do a job. Right. Or the to be, or the to be continued falls apart. And what I mean by that is you talk to Bob at 7am today, Bob does a shift change at one o'clock and then you're talking to, to Cindy later on in the afternoon and the to mm-hmm. be continued conversation, you got to catch them up to speed. You're wasting time, yeah. you're wasting energy. You feel like you're repeating yourself. Nobody's listening to you. It just really, the mm-hmm. customer service falls apart with that. And I, and in your, in your particular, and in what you do, that's important right there around, around your area, around your territory. That's very important. That's how you're building relationships. And that's how I uh, do in tax accounting work. That's how I'm building a relationship in my area. But uh, of course, differences between you and I is that I don't have a limited, my territory is the whole United States doing tax right. and stuff. And this and doing video conferencing, going through this area makes it easy. And that's how I'm developing client relationships now. It's not just in my area, but I'm going out across the country. And actually, the good part about this is you may have your limited territory, but I also think the fact that, in fact, we're talking about this with like BBSI and people come to learn you have 70 offices. Well, they say, well, I can't do business with Matt, but maybe if I talk to Matt, he can direct me over here to wherever I am to this office I need to talk to 
wherever I am. Exactly. Exactly. We are internally relational as well. So um, I I have referral partners that just like you have business throughout the United States. They'll introduce me to somebody in California. I'll have a conversation with them, kind of figure out what they're needing, if we can help. And then I'm going to pass that along to that local office. So they have that local support that we promise to deliver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the level that you're talking about with uh, helping the regulations, like, well, for example, you're, I mean, you're, because of the, the need you have, it's particular with the various compliance issues, you mentioned like the 401k uh, laws in Colorado and because some of these employment laws do vary from state to state. And that's, right. that's crazy. And that, and an employer, especially an employer that may have employees in more than one state. Mm-hmm. which I'm sure you got some because you talk about your five looking for five to 200 sides. I mean, some people with 200 employees could have some in one state and that's where that relationship is going to be important because you're going to have, you have somebody in that state to help you to understand those, those laws. Now, uh, and I deal with like, thank goodness, like an ideal income tax, it's nationwide. But then even if I have a client in a certain state, I, I still got to go back and try to familiarize myself with the tax laws in that state to help that client there, which, all of that we can't can't all of that constantly changes because state legislatures are just as bad as our federal congress there but anyway uh when it comes to adjusting things but yet it's still important to come to know that and i think that's even more important in your doing because those things move even faster than like income tax laws do yeah we're in compliance and 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 the problem is a lot of these regulators and states are really bad at it States are worse than the federal government is in a lot of areas when it comes to compliance issues and fines and all of that. And so it's even more important that you have that somebody has that support no matter where you live in right. the United States or matter where your business is. Uh, a PEO like this at this time, especially, they're really going to hit hard. At least I've had this discussion with others that it just seems like the way even the federal level is moving. And I get these emails all the time. I'm sure you do of Make sure you got your posters up. You can get fined mm-hmm. X amount of dollars if you don't have a certain handbooks, handbooks, and all this kind of stuff. So, and it just seems like the way the current administration is moving is to penalize employers more for, and sometimes it's just ignorance. Exactly, exactly, and not, I, not necessarily this, the employer did anything wrong, but just ignorance. Right, and this this will be like fingernails on a chalkboard to you, Marcelino. Here's what we're seeing. You asked earlier on like some of the things we're seeing mm-hmm. um, right now because recruiting is tough, finding mm-hmm. people is tough. Many companies, because they've been doing a work from home model, are hiring people from other states. Yes. But once we discover that, we we dive in a little bit. We discover well, they don't even have a state unemployment account set up in that other state. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine the consequences in the long term if they don't do that. And so yeah. that's where again. Owners are doing the right thing intentionally. They're like, let's just find people. Let's give people employment. Let's give them a good wage. Let's give mm-hmm. them a job. But there's so many nuances that they don't know mm-hmm. because it's not their forte that they need someone like you or I to help them with. Yes. And definitely there, I, I have a client who uh, is working for a company, I think in New Jersey, and they live like in New Mexico. And it, it, they're doing like call center stuff. Right. taking calls for the company, but they live in like New Mexico, but the company is like in New Jersey. And so I'm sitting here going, okay, how, how is this company? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I, they talked about, is this company going to do withholding for New Mexico? <laughs> because this person is physically located in New Mexico. What, what's the company actually going to do? And uh, 
And that's where actually some of those questions are, uh, are getting into where BBSI comes in and helps. Okay. This right. that, I'm just dealing with the income tax part, but then you're dealing with other like, uh, well, I only deal with like Colorado unemployment. Mm-hmm. I only deal with unemployment if I'm dealing with payroll for a company. And, and usually when I'm dealing with another state, it's just income tax I'm dealing with. And so like in the state of New Mexico, for example, as we're talking about here, they may need, they probably, I would guess if they're, if this employee is physically located in New Mexico, they should probably have an unemployment account in New Mexico. Yeah. Cause they have to pay taxes. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then see, that's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say here, and some, I know in some states, because Colorado isn't one of them, I'm, and I'm thankful for that, but in some states, the employee contributes to their unemployment as well. It's a deduction out of their check. And see, that's an additional issue for employers. Right. Yep. It's, it's um, again, the owner's not doing anything wrong, but there's so many, it's almost like there's snares set everywhere where they're going to have to pay a penalty or a fine if they don't have things set up. And so that's where... When we work with a client, we start off tactical. We look at mm-hmm. everything they're doing. We make sure they've got everything in compliance, that they're not going to mm-hmm. get those things take place. Then we start to become proactive, like on the safety side. How can mm-hmm. we set up your workspace for success where people won't get injured, be sitting at home and watching the legal, the lawyer commercials talking about suing their employer? How do we prevent that? And then we go to strategic. Then we move to here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. over the next three to five years. Here's how we're going to hit your business goals. And so mm-hmm. we want to start off with, let's make sure you're in compliance, which is pretty pretty tedious in the beginning, but we make sure that they're safe and they're protected. Oh, yes. Yes. So then we've touched on some of these areas and a lot of them there as far as uh, exactly where it'd be good for an employer to do. But let's uh, look at it real directly here as to why would a company use a PEO? Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect question. So the, the first thing is, is again, freeing up those dollars that they're paying their employees to work towards profitability for the company. So you've got somebody Googling all day long on trying to figure out HR stuff and without legal advice mm-hmm. and all of that, that's time wasted. That's money spent that's not productive for the company. So it's bringing productivity back to the workforce. Mm-hmm. It's making things profitable for the company. Secondly, it's how to maximize your dollars. Like a PO is not for a 5,000 man company. We focus on one or two to about 200, and our goal is to let those companies outgrow us. And so if you're new, if you don't know what you don't know, um, that's where it's beneficial to use somebody like a BBSI because we're going to advise, we're going to make sure they learn, they grow, they flourish as an organization, and they save some time and money. Secondly, it's, it's maximizing, or thirdly, it's maximizing the dollars. And so if you look at it, we tell everybody with our team, you have like uh, – half a million dollar to three quarters of a million dollar staff for maybe 10 to 20 grand a year on average. Um, I don't know where else you can do that. And I don't know where else as a business owner, you can have access to the experts. I mean, hire one great HR person, that's a hundred K a year. And Mm -hmm. here you can spend a fraction of that and have an entire team helping you, showing you the ropes, fractionally, 
building your business while you can focus on what you're good at. And so those are the key factors for me. And then last but not least, it's, it's spreading out the risk. And so when you're the employer and you're doing all these things, you have 100% of the liability if you do something wrong. If you don't document an employee properly and you have to terminate them, if you don't do these things, you have 100% liability. But working with somebody like a BBSI, we share that liability. And so you're letting that person go. We're going to make sure things are correct so you don't have a lawsuit on your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to deal with um, – there's a various array of things without going through the list that could be HR-related, whether it's sexual orientation, different things that go on. We're mm-hmm. here to, to take on some of that risk, make sure you have the right advice so you know, you're minimizing your risk. It's not all on you. It's us and you. And so we're a partner in this to help you minimize that risk. Yeah. And cost-effective partners are something that so many businesses really need today because this is, uh, well, with the ongoing pandemic and other concerns and liabilities that employers seem to have more and more of every single day. You have a sue happy employees, people just looking for something, for some reason to complain or some reason to try to get, as they call it, free money, which... Mm-hmm. The interesting part about some of that is what most people don't realize is that if it's income or if you get a certain settlement, some settlements are taxable. Yeah. So people don't people think it's free money. Well, it's free money up to what you have to pay the IRS for some of that. Some of it is. Some of it you don't pay tax on, but some of it, especially if it's replacing income and it's a settlement there. I mean, there's a whole chart that I have on what is what would be considered taxable. Right. When it comes to it. Yeah, they think they're getting a new car and they can only buy a bicycle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that's what you got to keep in mind, too. If you're an employee listening to this is that don't think that every lawsuit is free money like the like the attorneys make it sound like on there. No, you can you can end up paying tax on some of that. I've had to do that. And I've had to be the bearer of bad news saying, guess what? Uh, No, that settlement wasn't all tax free. Here's your tax bill. Well, I spent it all. I can't help you. If you spent it all, you should have talked to me before you spent it. Right. Or the, and the attorney got their piece too. They forget and the about attorney that. got their piece too. <laughs> they so. see the big dollars on TV and the attorney got a big chunk of that too. Yeah. The attorney takes it. So anyway, it's uh, but yeah, employers, it's going to be, it's so important for them to have these uh, points in mind as uh, as a potential and looking at a PEO like uh, BBSI. Now, just to kind of clarify here, uh, now, you say B- BBSI, of course, doesn't do any benefits, but does does BBSI like like process the payroll? Is that yeah. when you sign up with them? Yes, we, we do everything you can imagine payroll-wise. Um, another distinction of that PO hybrid versus traditional, traditional POs will charge you a fee for each mm-hmm. check or each deposit, each run, each individual. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a one one price, one fee, you get everything. So if you want to run bonuses for Christmas for your employees, you don't have to pay somebody extra money to do that. We just do it for you. Um, but we do the direct deposits. We do um, the mm-hmm. bonuses. We do the tracking. We do the we do pay payroll taxes for those that are engaged mm-hmm. with us. Um, we do all the reporting, the 1099s, the W-2s, all those things at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, even if you have those employees that don't have bank accounts, which I mean, mm-hmm. we all, every company's got some. Um, 
we prefer that direct deposit piece. It's, it's really nice. Um, we even have little debit visa debit card check cards where we can give them, they actually get their pay a day early and uh, we can run it that way and make it direct deposit is the better we can go with uh, without having to run paper. Um, as you know, it's easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I live in an, I will say an old school area and we still got to run some paper, which <laughs> right. yeah, we deal with it and we move forward there. So what we think about is the fact that, when one works with uh, BBSI, you say you don't do, do any real benefits. So pr- primarily, it's it's advising and payroll is pretty much what you, what you all work on doing. Yeah, payroll, HR, uh, risk HR. and safety. And so mm-hmm. we, we've got a, our risk guy. He'll do mock ocean inspections, make sure these companies are safe and they've got mm-hmm. their, all their guidelines. Yeah. We do trainings. Mm-hmm. So we, we offer free trainings to our clients, whether it's leadership training, building good culture, um, maybe it's what's new with Corona, how to navigate that. We do trainings on a regular basis mm-hmm. and we do the business consulting. We mm-hmm. do what's called the deep dive. We we look at their business now where they want to go help them plan it out. Mm-hmm. And then the workers comp piece is something we offer our clients um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a benefit. What's, what's nice about our comp policy in Colorado is there's no, do- no deductibles, mm-hmm. no down payments, and there's no audits or audit premiums. Typically, mm-hmm. if you're a business owner, you know what the audits are like, and you usually get hit with an audit premium. We don't have those. We're pay as you go because we're doing payroll. We know who's there, and we just adjust with everything. If it goes up, we go up. If it goes down, we go down. So we're very flexible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a very flexible then. So as, uh, as you work with owners, so say an owner comes in, you're working through the process with them, and uh, part of your HR compliance, all of that, the employer comes in and says, okay, I'd like to start doing like a health reimbursement arrangement, or is that, do you do consulting on items such as that as well, or? Yes, we, our, our business is primarily referral partners, and so we have relationships in virtually any area you can think of, legal, CPA, finance, I mean, any mm-hmm. area, and so if it's something we can't do, we're going to get those answers and coordinate and help yeah and work with or make those introductions if need be. Yeah, so, so if there's a, well, like a tax person like myself working with you on there and I happen to, like my case, I can just use my, I'll use myself as an example because I got all this stuff in place. Uh, like, for example, I can do a 401k because I'm, I'm an, I'm an invest, investment advisory license. That's not something that you're going to go in and compete against me on. No. No, we don't. And so our, our relationships are, if you brought us in, if you brought us in for health insurance, you're the health insurance person, you brought us in and mm-hmm. we hear the companies looking and shopping their health insurance, we go right back to our referral partner. Because mm-hmm. again, our, if you would summarize our, our model under one word, it would be relationships. And so mm-hmm. we want to protect and maintain those relationships and make sure we're doing good for you, our best foot forward to make you look good as well. And so mm-hmm. that's how we yeah. operate. And, and that's what I really do appreciate about uh, your your particular organization, BBSI, is that ones I've been around in the past, uh, they actually like had health insurance as a part of what of what they were doing. Yeah. In fact, that was a that was the like the foot in the door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well we're going to do your health insurance. We want to do your health insurance. Oh, but by the way, we we not only do your health insurance, we can do your payroll, we can do all this other stuff too. So they, it was all kind of packaged together. And I see a lot of this, uh, like what you're doing with a lot of the, I will, a lot of the national payroll big name companies mm-hmm. doing a similar type of services there in regards to uh, HR and so on. Cause obviously it's a, it's a big, it's, it's an important issue there. But from what I can tell though, the difference with BBSI and those uh, and the other big firms is the fact that, 
instead of having to always call an 800 number, I can actually call a 719 number, which is yes. what our area code is here to, to reach somebody and reach a live body without having to talk to somebody who knows nothing about my business, essentially. Right. With, with the big names, the sales rep is usually local. And mm-hmm. that's the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. With us, my job is to sell our team. And really, when we go through the process of a client, our team is involved in those meetings. So our payroll person will be sitting there asking payroll questions mm-hmm. to make sure we can deliver on what we promise. Our HR person will be getting a feel for what's going on in that space. And so we, we're in person, we're there um, versus that just the sales rep is the only person they know. And so, yeah, very strategic advantage is that local representation mm-hmm. support. And we tell everybody our differentiators are cell phones. You have mm-hmm. them. So <laughs> not the phone, but the number. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we wouldn't. I wouldn't want your phone anyway, man. <laughs> Wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, very nice to have to have that because, and that's true with so many companies that yeah, they got the local person that's out there selling, representing, handing out cards, getting people in, but that's really all that person does is sell. Right. In a lot, in so many cases, and it, hey, they're doing their job. They're doing a good job at it, but some people just. Just really, and I know I'm one of those that just prefer that really close, personal, and they'll say, well, I can't do anything about that. You got to call this number, and what do they do? They give you an 800 number to call. Yeah. Like if, oh, here though, if uh, Matt signs you up, who are you going to call? You're going to call Matt because right. Matt's going to be there to help you. Just like uh, I go in, business people call me or that I work with. Uh, they call me and say, hey, this, whatever's going on, I got this bill or whatever. Well, okay, let's go in and let's get it fixed. And so, so much easier to deal with than, uh, than an 800 number. And for some people that works, but it doesn't work for everybody. Because one thing that I've, at least for me, from when I've really come to see, because I've, I've been in small town, USA, vast majority of my life. And uh, even, but even people in the larger cities, I mean, there's been so much isolation lately that some people really want that person-to-person interaction, that person-to-person contact more so than just talking on the phone. Cause people are frankly, t- I mean, you can see people are tired of talking on the phone. They're even talking to, they're even tired of talking like you and I are talking right now. Yeah. And uh, that per getting that more interpersonal level. And as this whole area progresses here, it could be, it could become, we could be, we could almost be, maybe I'm thinking backwards here, but we could also be almost looking back and saying, let's, let's get away from these so technical things and let's, let's get the people back involved. And I think 2020 proved that. Um, think of what happened in 2020. We were all at home. Mm-hmm. We had limited, we, the Zooms are valuable. I mean, they're helpful when you've got a distance between you, but people were Zoomed out. Um, people were going in the stores and couldn't see the smiles on the face of others when they're greeting one another. Um, I feel the human react, human interaction is coming back in a big way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I feel like we're really going to shine in the space because that's what we're about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And as we uh, get into the last, uh, last five to seven minutes of the program here, Matt, uh, I just want to ask okay how does 
One, if they've really liked this discussion about BBSI and would like to know a little little bit more about what you do, what's what's the best way they can get a hold of hold of you, Matt? Yeah, well, I will I will lead from what I said and offer my cell phone on the podcast because that's easiest to reach me. I'm, I have an office number as well, but I'll put my cell phone out there. That's the easiest. Then I'll put my email. So my cell number is area code seven one nine nine six three. Five seven nine three. Again, that's seven one nine nine six three five seven nine three. And my email now. I, there's a caveat to Matthew. Matthew has one T for me, so my mom like cursed me <laughs> for life with that. So my email is Matthew Matthew with one T M A T H E W, and then dot or period if you will. Mm-hmm. My last name G A H M as in Matthew, at bbsi.com. Again, Matthew with one T, period, G-A-H-M, at bbsi.com. But I'm happy to, no matter where they're at, at least have a conversation, and I can Mm -hmm. connect with that local office, the best person that can take care of their needs, and happy to do that. Okay, yes. And so as we started off today, the whole purpose of this discussion is you want to be successful in your business. We get that. We get that, that it's hard to start a business and sometimes money is tight, but you're getting going. You start growing a little bit. Uh, As I've talked to many business people myself, trying to get them to understand and some some will, some won't. Everybody's individuals. Everybody makes the choices for their business. But really to, to reach that level there, I do what I do, which is I'll sit, I sit with you as a tax professional uh, looking at the federal income tax, looking at the state income tax, uh, looking at you want to buy something, okay, well, let's look at what's, what's going to be the tax ramifications if you buy that. Or if you buy it and you don't recognize, well, I don't get to deduct all of this. Well, anyway, I'll go through all those explanations with you. But then <laughs> I take that side with you and then Matt and BBSI then can come in and help with uh, other, other, other areas that I will just say I'm not well-trained in. I'm not well-trained in HR. I'm not well-trained in safety. I'm not well-trained in these areas because those are not my areas. My expert is tax. And then someone, then we invite a company like BBSI to help you to do better. And then by doing that, what's, uh, what do you, what's going to be the advantage once again to the employer here to, to work with BBSI in these areas there, Matt? They get to focus on what they're good at, whether it's selling their service, whether it's leading the construction product project, whether it's um, maybe just hiring and building great culture in their team, being a great mm-hmm. leader. They get to focus on what they're really good at by letting someone else do the things that they're good at and not having to be the master of everything. Mm-hmm. Because okay. when you're a master of everything, you don't get a lot accomplished. Yes. Yes. That's one of the points I put in when I wrote the description for this program is that's it, that, that it, you're a master of none. In fact, one of the photos I had is that the master of Jack of all traits myth or whatever, something like that I put up. It's really interesting there, but here's something that I just thought about that. We hadn't really talked about much in these last few minutes though. Industry. Are there any industry limitations on what BBSI can assist with? 
As far as our services go, there's not. Um, you know, every company needs to pay their employees. Every company's got humans working for them. They've got HR concerns. Mm-hmm. Every place could have some risk or safety issues. Um, it's so there's not, as far as our services go, when it comes to our workers' comp, um, we are more um, effective in that blue collar space because blue collars tend to have more injuries, right? And so they mm-hmm. pay for that over the years. What's really cool about our comp coverage is the mod rate. In other words, your risk factor, if you will, Mm -hmm. you're locked into that with BBSI. So as you have claims, it's not going up when you're with us. So that stays stable and secure, which is really, really cool. And that's for our Colorado clients. Um, Each state has some different guidelines on workers' comp, so I don't want to give the impression that's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But we do have some strategic advantages there. And plus, the fact that in Colorado, when you use our comp coverage and we have a risk guy, we have a vested interest in making sure claims stay low and mm-hmm. people get back to work quickly, which is better for everybody, including the employee. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's not really any um, area that we can't help or support. And uh, we're, we're happy to, uh, to take on any type of business. And we really love those uh, locally owned startup scenarios because we really feel that we give them the most support that they need, especially in the beginning. Okay. Yes. And yeah, so many need that support, especially if it's going to be some, some business that could potentially grow, or maybe they have a lot of capital and they're starting off and they're just wanting to start off, right? Hey, here's, here's the way you can come in and do it there. And that is just simply fabulous at BBSI as a service there. I know I'm, I'm excited to, to know that you're doing this, Matt, uh, from our uh, past associations. We've always worked great together and hopefully something will develop here over time and we can even do do a little more together here it sounds like it could be a great partnership there so anyway matt again it is so it was so exciting to have you here so educational for myself and yes we encourage everyone out there every business owner hey do what you do best let us as a tax professionals let bbsi and matt gam let them help you with the human resources the safety because in the long run, what's going, what the deal is for you as the employer is that it's going to save you money. We're either going to save you in taxes or we're going to save you in perhaps legal fees yeah. and save you in other areas by, by doing a good combination here so that uh, you have all the, all the information you need to be able to have all the resources there. So again, Matt, it's been fabulous. We will... Uh, Make sure everybody uh, knows about this. We'll get keep getting this out, and we'll and I'll share your number and your email myself, so that <laughs> ones can get Appreciate a hold of you. That. Or if uh, or if one contacts me has any questions about this program, or you want to get a hold of Matt, because you can always contact me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. My number eight four four three nine four four two eight seven, and of course. Always open for a free mutual exploration session, which something like with BBSI, HR, that can be included in that. And guess what? I have the solution for you on that as well. So anyway, you can always schedule that at cashtracksfinancial.com. Again, I thank you, Matt, and I thank all of you wonderful listeners out there for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor today. We'll be back at 9 a.m. Pacific next week. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. 
We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week. 